This episode of the Rainy Russell Podcast is brought to you by Underscore Taco. We didn't invent the taco. <clears throat> Open every day you are. Find this in future episodes at rspeen.com and Apple Podcasts. Questions or comments? Email us at rrpodcast2000 at gmail.com. Today's guest host, Kate Balsley, is a filmmaker living in and teaching in Atlanta, Georgia. You can contact Kate through her website, katebalsley.com. Welcome to the Randy Russell Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Bosley, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to our guest today, a man that will never litter, Randy Russell. Oh, thank you. Hey, thanks, Randy, thanks for having me. Yeah. how's it going today? Pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. It's good to be back in Milwaukee. Yeah, no, it's nice to meet you. We've just met, and um, so it's, I'm interested in talking to you about stuff you're interested in, what you're, what you're doing, your, your history here. Okay. And I understand you you live in Atlanta now, so there's a lot to talk about. You were in film, in the film program here. I was. Right? I, yeah, I got my um, my bachelor's of fine arts in um, um, film, the, the the experimental film program that they have here in Milwaukee back in 2003. Gosh, it sounds like a long time ago now. And um, after living in New York for about two years, I got my Master's of Fine Arts degree. Um, I like to refer to it as a motherfucking artist degree. I got that in 2009. That's and what it is. does mean, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, it has, it has it right on my cert- on my, my diploma. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, the school is proud to award you with the degree of motherfucking artist granted here <laughs> on this day. <laughs> yeah. But they, um, yeah, I got my, my MFA. Actually, it stands for Master of Fine Arts. Um, I got that in 2009. Came back to Milwaukee where I was um, an adjunct instructor um, from 2009 until about 2015, where I had to leave because I got a full-time job in Atlanta. Right. That's. I Yeah, I know a lot of people in the, film department because I when mm-hmm. I moved here I kind of knew film yeah. people and and I, I just like all all through my whole school history I've just kind of, I've been involved with film and I really didn't start out that way I first went to Ohio State oh wow and I was an English major and I and then I decided well maybe I'll try the film program which they didn't actually they didn't really have one at that time this is way back before Wexner Center and uh, university was a bit different. So the film department was in the engineering department. Oh wow! Film the department of photography and cinema was part of the was part of engineering. It was weird. Wow! Um, but I, but I was really it was really exciting to me, and I had not even intended on getting involved with that when I went to uh, college first. Oh, yeah, um, um, Atlanta right now is become the production hub of um, the United States, uh, and that's because Georgia has a big tax incentive. It's something like 30% tax incentive for productions that um, are made with a certain budget. Um, Stranger Things is shot in Atlanta. Um, um, In fact, at the cafeteria, not the cafeteria, the cafe 
um, around the corner from um, my ho- my house, um, I often see the Stranger Things cast eating. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Walking Dead is filmed in Atlanta. The Avengers uh, is filmed in Atlanta. Um, my husband texted me one afternoon, and he was like, hey, they're filming The Avengers right outside my window in downtown Atlanta. Want to come watch? And I was like, no, no, sweetheart, that's okay. You know, I'm I'm a little busy right now. It's, it's become so commonplace down there. You mm-hmm. know, in fact, yeah. like, um, they were shooting a... They were shooting a series on um, the main street in my my part of town where I work, where I live, and I'm frustrated because it's, you know, I want to go get some milk and I can't because they closed the street because they're filming some stupid Netflix show. Um, but yeah, it's it's all over the place in Atlanta, and so uh, universities and colleges recognize that you know there's right, yeah. career opportunities yeah. in that, and so. Um, so, like, my the school where I'm teaching at, when I first was um, hired, they did, did not have a film major. They only had a film stu- a film minor. And, um, you know, after, you know, a lot of work and um, a lot of proposals and research and writing, we, we got um, the, the Board of Regents to approve a, a film major. And so um, here I am in Atlanta. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I guess that's how it happens then. People decide to... That's where they want to mm-hmm. make a fo- focus and program. Yeah. It's, well, I've heard a lot of, about all the production there. I mean, you just always hear that. You hear something's filming, where things are fil- being filmed, and yeah, you, know, let, you hear Atlanta all the time. But right. It has a lot to do with the tax incentives. And, oh, right? yeah. No studios, they want to save as much money as they can. And um, and so um, so unfortunately, what's happening is that the productions will come to Atlanta, and then they'll go back to Hollywood. And what schools like mine are trying to do is is um, create a pool of talent that already exists in the city. Right. And so rather than bringing their directors and their cinematographers and their, you know, above-line talent to Atlanta from L.A. or New York, that they already have talented people in the city who they can rely on to create series or direct movies or, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also the... Well, the climate there is probably there's a little, probably more a little more light and a little more warm days than like here. Yeah. Even though there is a winter there, right? Kind of. Does it snow sometimes? Yeah. If if there's the most snow that Greg and I, my husband Greg, that um that that we've seen uh down in Atlanta has been like a dusting of snow, and they shut down everything. They, you know, oh, yeah. the road shut down, the school shut down, you know, water and toilet paper gone from the shelves in the grocery store. And, and it's because they have, um, they have a uh, plow and they have a bucket of salt. And so, you know, they, they just don't have the same equipment that Milwaukee does to take care of weather. Freezing rain is a problem down there, too. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, I remember getting in my car like the first year I went there because I wanted to go to the grocery store. And um, the you know the radio is like don't drive if you if you if you don't have to drive anywhere you know I'm like screw you I have to have my ice cream, and so I get into the car and sure enough I'm like sliding sliding all over the road because you know they don't have any salt to salt the roads, right. and so I decided I could live without ice cream that night and um, I slid back home to my my my, my apartment. Yeah, freezing rains is rough. I mean, no matter where where you are without mm-hmm. salt. But not having salt is, and I mean, not putting salt down, or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or artificial salt or chemicals or whatever. Yeah, they, they environmentally just, it does. Is, is yeah. at least that's kind of a good thing. And also, yeah. your shoes don't get all screwed up. <laughs> yeah, like we don't like we don't have the salt situation in Atlanta. We don't have the the snow and the ice. I mean, 
you know, I do miss waking up and seeing all the beautiful white snow, you know, how pretty it can be. But I don't miss uh, shoveling my car out of the snow. I don't miss chiseling the, wind, the, the ice off my windshield. When I lived in Chicago for a year and a half, I remember I couldn't make it to, to class because my car was literally frozen to the parking the asphalt <laughs> and i had to call my chair and say hey i can't make it today my car is frozen oh, yeah. to the, and my, my chair is like okay no problem <laughs> so but in atlanta we don't we don't have that problem um it's just it's, it's probably just more cost efficient to shut things down right well if it, it doesn't that, happen that, that much yeah really. than it is to invest in a whole army of snow plows and salt trucks and stuff like that whenever i take my car into the um the mechanic you know, the first thing they say is, y'all are from up north, ain't you? And, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, Milwaukee, how'd you know? And they're like, well, your, your car's all rusted under. Yeah, they but, can tell. Yeah, they can. Like dentists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, my, yeah, my dentist uh, said, you, you lived somewhere where they didn't have fluoride in the water for a while. So I lived in, in when I moved back here, I had like 12 cavities. Oh, dear. And uh, so I, I lived in Portland for a while where they don't have fluoride in the water. Oh man! And they don't also don't have snow plows, did, and people did, can't drive in the snow. Did they still not have fluoride in the water in Portland? I think I, I don't unless they changed since I've I've lived there. It's hard to it's hard, hard to tell because it's the kind of thing that people vote on and ballot referendums, you know. And so, what if it's like all natural organic fluoride? And there's a certain amount of people who are they have conspiracy theories about it, so <laughs> they they don't have fluoride and um. And my, oh, my dentist there said, you grew up somewhere with fluoride in the water. So he, he, he could tell that I grew up out of Portland. Oh, wow. And, um, but it's, yeah, and they, they, they don't uh, plow the, when it doesn't snow very much there. Yeah. So they don't plow it and, and people will just abandon their car in the middle of the highway. Oh, they can't, because people who live there, people who don't drive in snow can't deal with it. Yeah, because yeah. they don't—they've just never done it. Oh, so. yeah, in Atlanta they're terrible. It's, I mean, even with the dusting scary. of snow, there's pileups and everything. Right, and so they—they they panic, and um, yeah. So I guess, like I said, I guess it's more efficient just to close everything and shut everything down than it is to invest in, you know, mm-hmm. you know, armies of salt trucks. Excuse me, stuff like that. It'd be good if things just closed down anyway yeah. more often. Yeah, you know, for no reason at all. <laughs> just. Yeah. Maybe not the entire federal mm-hmm. government, but right, right. Yeah, you know, just like yeah, we're going to shut down. <laughs> no one go to work today. <laughs> it helps help. It would help things out. I know. I know a couple people, but not well, who moved to Atlanta. So I've been interested in it. Yeah. And I've, um, would you recommend moving there to to people? Do you hmm. do you do you like it? I mean, when you move somewhere for a job, it's a different. Yeah. Thing when you, you just go, I want to move there for whatever. Yeah. See, I went there for the job, and um, I needed a full time a full time job. I wanted to be I wanted to be a professor. I wanted to teach on the college level, um, and um, I applied to a bunch of places in Atlanta. Atlanta was um, the one that took me. And um, I mean, it's like any city; it has good things and bad things. Um, um, I, I'd like to say right now at this point, I like it. I'm not sure if I love it. Um, but it's got a lot of interesting, interesting stuff. It's a very historical place because you know it was the site of the site of a major, major battle of uh, of the, the Civil War, 
And so you'll be walking or driving, and all of a sudden there'll be a plaque saying, you know, right here is where Sherman destroyed all of this stuff and blew everything away. And, you know, sorry to be so crass and insensitive sounding, but, you know, it's like, um, it's like where we, we live around the corner from the Oakland Cemetery, and um, very famous uh, uh, cemetery that dates back to the Civil War, from what I understand. And so they have whole sections of, um, of uh, you know, um, areas where Confederate soldiers are buried, where generals are buried, you know, where, um, you know, they have a lot of famous people buried there. Margaret Mitchell is buried there. The first black mayor of Atlanta is buried there. And Atlanta is also an interesting place as far as race goes, um, because it was, you know, the South, um, you know, the, the part of the country that had slavery it was also part of the country that had segregation and the Jim Crow laws. And so you have this weird kind of um, um, interface between the past and the present. There's um, a huge monument in Atlanta um, called Stone Mountain, and it's actually bigger than Mount Rushmore is, but it's not nearly as famous because it's a huge carving of the Confederate generals, you know, like General Lee, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, it's this huge granite face of a mountain. And so, but they've turned it into a theme park. And um, it's a theme park, it's a tourist attraction, you can go hiking there. But at the same time, you know, here are these, this monument to these people that, you know, wanted to keep people enslaved, you know, for, right. and so, but, um, but then like you go to the museum at, at Stone Mountain, and it's, oh, Stone Mountain is a monument to the men and women who created it. And they're very careful to kind of skirt around, you know, yes, these are the, the people who fought to keep human beings enslaved. <laughs> um, uh, right now, it's it's interesting because, for instance, um, like, like a street called Confederate Parkway was changed to, I believe it was changed to something like Freedom Parkway. Mm-hmm. I can't really, rem- I, I, I'm not entirely sure what it was changed to, but it was like Confederate Avenue, and now it's Freedom Avenue or something. Um, and so, like I said, it's just it's just interesting because it's this strange interface between you know the past and the present. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, we, there's like the Martin Luther King historic site, um, the, the the house where Martin Luther King grew up. You know, and then there's the church where he preached at, the Ebenezer Baptist Church, then the Martin Luther King Memorial. Um, you know, and then, you know, there's former streets, you know, General Lee Avenue or, <laughs> you know, Robert E. Lee Street or um, things like that. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'm not quite getting the, the facts 100% accurate, but, you know. Is Atlanta like majority black population? It is. It is. Is, is that just in the city itself or the does that include surrounding areas? It's always hard to figure that uh, out with cities. When the they, city when of Atlanta from, from from what I understand from what I read online, it's majority um, it's majority majority black. I think mm-hmm. it's something like 51% black, but I'm not entirely sure. The outlying suburbs are um, a lot of them are mostly white. And um, like I said, it's still race is still kind of a problematic issue, but it's it's a problematic issue all over the country, not not just specifically in one one place. Yeah. Um, I do feel like Atlanta is much more diverse than Milwaukee is, uh-huh. and um, I feel like when I come to Milwaukee, um, one thing that I get startled by is like I you know forgot how white Milwaukee is, and then you walk across the street and it's entirely African American or it's entirely Latino, yeah. and Milwaukee is um, very segregated. Yeah, but um, I don't get that sense so much in Atlanta. Um, There's a lot of um, there actually are a lot of suburbs that are um, um, 
minority majority suburbs. Like I know that Lawrenceville, um, Gwinnett County, the 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 county that I I teach in where I work in, that's majority minority, and the school where I teach in is majority minority. Mm-hmm. And um, so I I do feel like um, um, it's much more diverse in Atlanta, or it's much more integrated in Atlanta than it is here in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. Do you, is it is it easy to get around? Do you, do no. you have a car there? You have to have a car in Atlanta. You have a car. It's like Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, the public transportation isn't great, and what sucks is that it could be great, but unfortunately, what's from what I understand is that people who live in the suburbs don't want. They always vote no on expanding the MARTA train, which is our train. That, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they vote no on it because they're worried it's going to bring the bad element to the the wealthy suburbs that are in the outlying areas. But I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's how things often happen. And, and yeah, people, for some reason, they think that public transportation is, will bring crime to their, uh, no. their neighborhood. They were, yeah. it, was like, it was like that in Portland when they were talking. They wanted to put the, the light rail train up to Vancouver, Washington, which is like a suburb of mm-hmm. Portland. The people in Vancouver... Voted it down, mm-hmm. which is which is which is really dumb because it would they would have just made it re- their life really easy as far as working in Portland where the the jobs are. Oh yeah. But then they're like, oh no, the the uh, criminals in Portland <laughs> are, are going to take the yeah, train here. Portland mafia. Yeah, like take the train, you know, as if people take a train somewhere, mm-hmm. do a crime, and right. take it home. Yep. You know, but but they always would vote that way. It's really fr- very frustrating. Yeah, and it's funny because our MARTAs are not like smack, you know, downtown or, you know, like it's not like they're taking you to the town square. They're kind of on the out, like the MARTA stations are kind of like on the out, outside. It's like it's the places where it's not quite easy to walk to, where you'd have to drive to. And, you know, my husband and I are like, yeah, somebody from somebody's going to take the MARTA all the way up to, you know, this community way north of Atlanta and get off, walk down the highway, rob a house, run back to the MARTA <laughs> carrying a TV and a VCR and a PlayStation, get back on the MARTA. <laughs> Is that, that's the name of the train? MARTA, yeah. How's that spelled? M-A-R-T-A. And oh. from what I understand, they're going to change it to the ATL. I, I, ATL. I think they're going to oh. change yeah, the name MARTA. You know, the Metropolitan Atlanta Rapid Transit, okay. you know, authority, they're going to, or something, they're going to change it to um, the ATL. That's just what I heard. Yeah. And we have that, are you excited to see the, the new, the uh, sort of limited streetcar <laughs> in Milwaukee? Yeah, that's controversial. It's, 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 it's called, called yeah. the, the Hop. It has yeah. to have a beer name, so that's... Like <laughs> yeah, I heard that they, it seems like, you know, I leave Milwaukee and all this cool stuff happening happens, like Milwaukee film explodes and... Y'all get a streetcar. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully things will keep, you know, improving and happening. Yeah, yeah. Or or not get worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love Milwaukee. I I grew up here. This is this is um, you know, I I like the city. You know, if I could have stayed, I would have. But um, I'm you know, Atlanta's beginning to grow on me. I've only been there for three years. And, um, you know, the neighborhood where my husband and I live is really, really interesting. It's got a lot of history behind it. We really like it. Um, you know, the Atlanta has, um, right now Atlanta has a huge urban project called the Beltline. And it's like an urban development project. And what it is is basically this walkway that encircles the downtown. I think it's going to be something like uh, about 30 miles. Oh, that's nice. And so what it's doing is it's basically kind of renewing the city. And so restaurants, condos, um, you know, bars, 
um, you know, uh, um, you know, their landscaping, stuff like that. Yeah. And so people love it, but at the same time, it's, you know, bringing in, it's fostering gentrification. And so in that way, it's controversial as well mm-hmm. because rent prices are skyrocketing. Yeah, there's always those two sides of that, yeah. that kind of thing where mm-hmm. there's things get improved and then yeah. there's the rents go up. Yeah. So it's always it's com- right. it's always complicated. Right. And there's no right. no way around it, I guess. Yeah, but the food is great. The the southern food, amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shrimp and grits, deep fried uh, um, fried green tomatoes. Are there any good diners you know of? Um. Oh yeah, uh, Sweet that's, Auburn, Sweet Auburn barbecue. That's, that's one. <laughs> one. That's my one of my favorite things about moving somewhere mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. Is then then you have all that ex- exploring to do. Yeah. You, where you start. Finding out the restaurants you like right. and the food you like. And oh, it's so good. Everything. Yeah, my husband and I, in the summer, we take weekend weekend trips. We, we've been doing a lot of exploring the state. Um, this past July, we went to the Okefenokee Swamp. And oh, wow. we all the way down in Folkestone, Georgia. And um, we, we uh, went down to the swamp, and uh, we stayed in this really charming bed and breakfast. And it turns out that Folkestone is a big community for train watchers. People come to the small town in southern Georgia just to watch the trains. I never knew that was a, an activity. Watch but the it trains. Is. Yeah, they even have a train museum for people who want to sit and watch the trains. Well, what kind of trains go through freight there? Trains. I mean, there are any passenger trains going <laughs> I through? I don't Does know. A lot of freight trains. Amtrak go through yeah. there at all? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, and for freight trains, um, you know, the swamp apparently is bigger than the state of Rhode Island. And we took a little boat. Um, through the canals of the swamp, um, and it was really beautiful. You think of swamps as being gross and dead and decaying, but it was just gorgeous. Yeah, and, swamps get a yeah, and then, bad, mm-hmm. yeah, bad name for that. It's, right? You know, of course yeah. they're yeah, of course they're beautiful. We've been to Savannah, Georgia, a few times, and that's one of the most beautiful places I've ever ever been to. Um, we've been to um, Macon, Georgia, Rome, Georgia. Um, you go to Athens ever? Yeah, we've been to Athens a few times. How long does it take to drive from Atlanta to Athens? About an hour. Yeah, that's not too bad. So if you, if you were like, since there's a lot of stuff going on there, right? Yeah. Right? right? There was always traditionally a lot of bands and music. Yeah, Athens is famous for its music scene. REM came out of Athens. Yeah. I think the B-52s came out of Athens also. Yeah, I think so. But Athens, if, um, you know... You, Listeners aren't familiar. It's like it's like uh, Georgia's answer to Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I kind of pictured it without ever having been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been to um, we went to Cumberland Island this past year. It's um, where John F. Kennedy Jr. got married to Carolyn Bissett in the '90s, and she got in trouble with the Kennedys because she wore heels on the beach. And there's um, there's wild horses, you know, that live on the island. It's really really beautiful. Cumberland Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cumberland Island, Georgia. Yeah, it gets hot in Georgia. You know, here in Milwaukee, the summers are what seventies. Yeah, yeah, they're they're too hot for me here. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. It's, but that's you know I'm yeah. I, I have trouble with heat and I love the winter. So that's mm. that's what. So maybe you you, I am, you might yeah. not be happy down in Atlanta then. Maybe not. I I don't know. But you know, it's, you can adjust though too. When, I mean if. It's partly a mental thing, I think. Yeah, if you're in air conditioning down in Georgia, you're going to make a good living. It's it's hot. I mean, yeah. expect summers right. to be. It starts it starts getting in the 90s in May down there, the 80s, 90s. Uh-huh. When I first uh, got my job, it was I had to do this orientation, and I'm walking around campus, and it's like 86 degrees, you know. And I heard these two professors walking behind me, and they're saying, "Oh, it's finally down in the 80s. Yeah, it's cooling off." 
I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> you know, it's, it'll be December and you're in a T-shirt. You know, it'll mm. be in the 60s. It's, um, oh, yeah. Well, when I moved, um, or wh- wh- where did you um, live in New York when you lived there? What, what years? I lived in New York from 2003 to 2005. Where did you go to school? Um, I didn't go to school in New York. I worked in New York. Oh, you worked at you worked in yeah okay. yeah I went to grad school in Southern Illinois, Carbondale, Illinois. Carbondale. Yeah, so I went from being in a big city to being in a tiny little town. Uh-huh. I lived in Brooklyn for a year, and then I lived in Queens for a year. All right. I, yeah, I lived in in New York before I moved back here again. But so the, so there you have the subway, so you get kind of spoiled for yep. public transportation. Oh yeah, yeah. Where in Brooklyn did you live? I lived in Bushwick. Um, at the time, it was off the Morgan stop on the L train. At the time, it was kind of, uh, you know, it was yeah. industrial, rough around the edges. Um, um, but from what I understand now, it's become a hipster paradise. Yeah, Bushwick just... <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I was there when it, it was becoming... Yeah, and then I lived in... I liked living in Queens because Queens was um, Greek. It was this Greek neighborhood. I lived in Astoria. Oh, Astoria, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah, so nice. it felt more like a neighborhood. Like, in Brooklyn, I lived in a loft um, in a very industrial part with no trees and, you know, no houses, just, you know, warehouse-type buildings. And um, living in Queens was much nicer. Did you ever go to uh, Roosevelt Island while you were living in No, Australia? I've seen it. I, I knew I knew it was there, but I never I never went there. You know, a lot of people don't go, go there because there's not much there, really. Yeah, are, do people live there? Yeah, there's apartments there. Oh, wow. And so I went exploring there. It's it's interesting. Okay. Because they they open that the tram that tram that goes from Manhattan, that uh, tramway that's the you know the cable car. Oh, the Spider Man tram. That was, it was. Why is it called Spider Man tram? It was, Spider-Man? was it was it in Spider Man? Probably it probably was. It's I one of the Spider Man movies. I saw one Spider Man movie, <laughs> and then I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's a it's a cla- yeah it'd be a good thing to put into a, any kind of an action movie. <laughs> But they, it was closed down for a, like a year while they were repairing the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about Spider-Man. Cable. <laughs> Spider-Man plural. Uh, sp- <laughs> Too many. And, um, <laughs> so, th- but the subway goes there too. Oh. Okay. So the, I think the F train goes oh, in, under, you know, under the river, and it go, and you go up a long escalator. Okay. Up there, but it's it's no, it's pretty kind of interesting. Yeah, place. New- it's really weird. New York was an interesting experience, but it was, um, I was, I was very lonely. I didn't really have a lot of friends out there and it's easy to be lonely in a city of th- millions of people. Oh yeah. Uh, so, um, but I had, you know, it, it was, I, 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 um, had a lot of adventures to say the least. Where is, where is Carbondale exactly? You know how Southern Illinois is this long state? Yeah. It's, uh, Carbondale is like at the very tip of the bottom so that's way. It's way down there, yeah. Way south. It's and it's it's at Carbondale is also a weird place. It's where the South meets the Midwest. Right. Um, but it was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. My time at SIU. They. Um. I chose to go to SIU for grad school because they gave their graduate students a terrific deal. Um, basically, I got my tuition covered, so I I I didn't have to have a huge tuition check, and um, I got teaching experience. And um, I didn't have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get my my MFA degree. So, 
That's good. And it was nice. It was rural, um, small town, but there was it was um, a lot of great professors there. Made a lot of good friends. Um, natural, the natural scape around Carbondale was really, really interesting. The, the Shawnee National Forest. Um, uh, they had rock formations, Garden of the Gods. Um, you know, also interesting things. I, I remember I took this really interesting class that was um, in an exploration of Southern Illinois. And we would visit natural places, and once we went to um, we went to an archaeological site that was um, an African American community from like right after the Civil War, and they were excavating it, and it was this um, community of freed freed slaves, and um, and so that was pretty cool to to visit that that site. Also, they were doing, excavating, doing yeah. archaeological mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, so it also had a lot of rich history. You know, people don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they, they think it's oh, just you know, rural, small town. Yeah, I think like a lot of places are like that. That mm-hmm. even and sometimes the people who live there don't know about stuff. That's mm-hmm. what's odd because yeah. they've just always been there and they don't and they don't know about things in their own yeah. community. Right, right. When you come in as an outsider, sometimes you're more into exploring yeah you're not not as prone to take things for granted yeah that's what yeah I've, I've one of my favorite memories of moving around as i moved to iowa city and it was just it was a really good time for just sort of exploring a place mm-hmm. and i wasn't in school my girlfriend at that time was in school so i had more time i just i had to find a job of course but and just it was really fun just to find all the things that you could do in, mm-hmm. in the town. There was so much there was so oh, much yeah. good stuff there going on. So oh, much I love free Iowa. stuff. Yeah, yeah, Iowa's a beautiful state. Yeah, people think there's nothing in Iowa. That's not true. It's yeah. gorgeous state. Um, you know, it's you know, if you're familiar with Grant Wood's paintings, you know, it's it's that's what it is. It's just um, right. gorgeous landscapes. Everyone's familiar with American Gothic, but Grant Wood did these really wonderful landscapes. Yeah. Des Moines, Iowa, is fascinating. You know, they've got a beautiful art museum there. Um, I think. Let's see. I, I don't want to get my facts wrong, but I think it was designed by I.M. Pei, who also designed the Louvre. And um, the Iowa State Fair, the whole state revolves around the Iowa State Fair, which is the best state fair you will ever be to. It's, it's better than Wisconsin State Fair. I'm sorry. Oh, some people are going to get, yeah, some people yeah, are going to come agree. for me. Especially those people <laughs> in Minnesota. Are gonna, they, like, they love their fair. Oh, no, the Iowa Minnesota. State Fair. Yeah. but Where I, is it? Is it in Des Moines? I, Iowa State Fair is in Des Moines. Yeah. I never, yeah, I never stopped in Des Moines. That, hmm. I think sometimes with, with cities, when you're, if you're traveling, mm-hmm. You kind of just drive around them because mm-hmm. of the the way the interstate's structured, and yeah. you're going like, "Do I want to get in that traffic?" That's how Atlanta always was. <laughs> when I, I grew up in Ohio, and mm-hmm. my main experience with Atlanta was driving through it on the way to, to Florida. Yeah, yeah. And so you go like, "Well, we're either going to drive through," mm-hmm. and I think the the highway just goes right through the middle of town, right? Like seventy five. Yeah, seventy five, eighty five. They go smack through right it. through, and yeah. it, 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 it would usually be in the middle of the night. We just zip through. All right. And we say, oh, there's a lot of big buildings here. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big city. And then we wouldn't stop there, though, of course, yeah. because you're going from one place to another. And Des Moines is always kind of like that with me. I just yeah. drove by. Mm-hmm. No, Des Moines has got some surprises. Des Moines is a nice city. Um, went to Marshalltown. Hmm. So what? Um, yeah, how's it back being back visiting? I like it. I like being back. Um, I, it's so easy to get around here. 
<laughs> I get on the freeway and I, I tell my, my family, I have to leave now. I'm seeing my friend Mark and it'll take me about 20 minutes to get there. And it takes me 20 minutes to get there. And in Atlanta, if something is supposedly 20 minutes away, you'd better leave at least an hour early because of uh, traffic. Um, so there's just a lot of, there's a traffic problems there. It is. And, yeah, and, that's yeah. definitely the worst part of Atlanta is the traffic. Um, people don't like it, but at the same time, they're not really doing anything about it. You know, like they're, they're mm. vetoing, expanding the public transportation. Um, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're pouring money into improving the roads, expanding the highways, but not, not public transportation. Yeah, that's, that's frustrating. And well, I haven't had a car since 1999. Oh, that's nice. So when I moved to Milwaukee, I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. So I used to borrow. Mm-hmm. Cars once in a while, but mm-hmm. I I can live here without a car, and it's yeah, it's because it's it's small. The downtown is actually very small. Yeah, you can easily it's, walk it's around. Kind of a, yeah, you can walk. Yeah, all everywhere. Yeah. Now I take the bus mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, the bus the bus system is not bad. Yeah, and um, it's not, you know it's not as mm-hmm. it's not as easy to get around with as New York with public transportation, oh, yeah, but it's or Chicago, but it's smaller here. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, so yeah, so I'm kind of spoiled not having a car. I might, right. might move somewhere eventually where I'll have to, not that I mind having a car, if I can afford it. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. just, yeah, it's, it's, if you don't need, if you don't need to have it, it's, it's, you can save that money. Yeah. And you always have, you know, they're expensive. You, you have to keep them up. You know, you got to get the, you know, I yeah. had to replace my battery recently. I had to get, you know, new headlights. You have to get, get the oil changed. You know, you have to do this, do that. Yeah. Um, to change the subject, another thing I really like about Atlanta is the trees. Atlanta is known for its trees. All right, it's, yeah. It's, there's just trees everywhere. It's, yeah, I've read, I've read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's, it's kind that's of nice. fa- famous. That's famous for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just having. Mm-hmm. And a it's, lot of it's trees. hilly. Yeah, it's but, hilly too. And it is. It's hilly. Yep, because it's in the it's in the foothills of the um of the Appalachian Mountains. See that I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have pictured because mm-hmm. I'm not knowing. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think that's one of the reasons why the roads are so windy is because it's so hilly, and so rather than like you know going up the hills and down the hills, they just go around, around the hills. That's my theory. Yeah. Anyway. No, I like that. I like, I like places that are hilly, yeah. and have a lot of trees. Yeah, the the Chattahoochee River. We got the Chattahoochee River that runs through Atlanta. Um, Tallulah Gorge is in northern Georgia. If you've ever seen the movie Deliverance. Oh yeah, that's where they filmed Deliverance, and uh, the locals are still very bitter about their portrayal of uh, the people who live in that area. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can understand who they guess. but it's yeah, not so that. The, does the river go through the downtown? No, no. But the, it goes. No, it, the river kind of flows through like the north, the northwestern suburbs. Like it flows through like Duluth and Johns Creek, and I think Roswell. And but it doesn't go through the downtown Atlanta. Um, it's interesting because Atlanta's a, a landlocked city. Mm-hmm, um, right. You know, like Chicago, Los Angeles, New York. They all became huge because they were right on you know body of water. So um, it was easy for easy for transport. And um, but Atlanta's at the intersection of railroads, and so oh, okay. that's how it grew is because it was a railroad city. And um, I guess apparently it was called a terminus at one point because that's where the the rail lines ended, 
It was called Marthasville <laughs> at one point because it was named after one of the mayor's daughters. And then they just uh, sat down and they said, we have to give the city a new name. And they suggested Atlanta, and it sounded majestic and this and that, and they just stuck with it. Yeah, yeah Atlanta has a good ring to it. I, I, I kind of like wondered, though, because you would almost expect somewhere named Atlanta to be... On the, on Atlantic, the Atlantic Ocean, Ocean. yeah. So <laughs> well, it's about Atlantic. six hours away from. It's, a, it's about a four-hour car ride from the Atlantic Ocean. So, so there, yeah. Also. So it is. It's yeah. So it's make more sense than mm-hmm. calling it something about the Pacific. Mm-hmm. So Pacifica. Yeah, Pacifica. Is there a town named Pacifica? Probably. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't think offhand. I'm always interested where there's different. You know, the, play, the, the names of different places too that are. The same names, but they're different places in the country. Like Oakland Cemetery, is that a really common cemetery name? I, I'm, yeah, I'm, or, I think I've, I've heard I'm, Oakland Cemetery like the, before. Is every town? Well, in the town I grew up, there's an Oakland Cemetery. That's okay. where my, my both my parents are okay. buried. So It sounds like a nice, calm, resting big, place, Oakland Cemetery. Yeah, like it's probably yeah. A, a nice name. Yeah. But maybe that's the most famous Oakland Cemetery, the one in Atlanta. Yeah, well, like I said, it, are named it, after. it dates from the 1800s. Um, it's, uh, um, it's people, my husband and I did a really wonderful tour of it once. And, um, it's, you know, it it doesn't sound like a very fun place to spend an afternoon in the cemetery, but, um, once again, it's full of history. It's got, um, beautiful trees and plants and gardens and fountains and walkways. Um, they even have a gift shop, um, um, you know, with lots of wonderful, morbidly themed gifts, (laughs) Um, my dad bought me some jewelry there. It was nice of him. Oh, I love cemeteries. Yeah, no, I, I do too. When when Greg and I uh, drove down to Savannah a few summers ago, we stopped at the, um, gosh, what's it called? There's a very famous cemetery on the outskirts of Savannah, Bonaventure. We, we, it was a Bonaventure cemetery. And um, if you've ever read the book, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, it's featured oh, very yeah. prominently in oh. that, that book. And um, oh my gosh, what a gorgeous place, the Bonaventure Cemetery. And um, when I was visiting my brother in L.A. earlier this year, I, I made my parents go to the um, Forest Park. I think it's called Forest Park Cemetery, Forest Lawn, but a famous cemetery in Los Angeles where... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah and my folks are, what do you want to do? Why, why do you want to take us to a cemetery? Why do you want to go to a cemetery? And, but, you know, when they got there, it was, oh, this place is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah, so, yeah, so I've, I've developed this fascination with cemeteries, but it's not morbid. It's not a morbid fascination. No, I don't feel like it's morbid at all. <laughs> you know, it's very, yeah. you know, and they're nice places that are kind of protected, too, so that's, they're not going to build yeah. condos there, hopefully. Hopefully, but they're yeah, building condos all over Atlanta. And, yeah. you know, that's one thing that's happening in Atlanta that I'm not sure I'm happy with is just um, I'm seeing historic places getting... Not necessarily historic, but just older buildings getting torn down All right, to build yeah. new condos. Yeah, I kind of wondered how many old buildings are there. There's not many There's, in Atlanta. Is that Fox Theater still there? That's is still that there. An, is, that's that's the like the one. If I had to yeah. name one building, in Atlanta. Yeah, the oh, Fox, Fox is the Fox is there. I've never been to the Fox. My husband has. He went to see um, Black Panther, and um, um, of course, Black Panther was filmed in Atlanta too. Um, okay, so. But, yeah, Atlanta, when you go to Milwaukee, I'm always amazed with how old the buildings are here. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, um, sh- the same thing with Chicago and these old buildings. But Atlanta, everything seems very 20th century. 
And um, I'm not, and um, at first I was naive and I was like, oh, it's because everything was burned down in the fire. And people were like, no, it's because we teared down our buildings. Uh, yeah. And it's like, no, people, we just tear down our old buildings and build new ones. Well, there's part of commerce that is, does that partly, you know, you, it's going to bring jobs and money building mm-hmm. new buildings. But yeah, yep. it's sad to get rid of the old ones. Yeah, no, like I said, there's not a lot of very old old structures there and um like the they are renovating some of the old ones rather than tearing them down they're just you know repurposing them like turning them into condos or turning them into mm-hmm. um um what am i gonna say uh city markets right yeah lofts yeah offices so i think they're fi- kindly kind of catching on to what cooler cities like Milwaukee are doing. Yeah, that was the first thing I was impressed with when I came to Milwaukee and had never had never been here. And I, you know, and I knew some people here. I was thinking about moving. I just I thought it looked so great. I was Yeah. The, the old buildings are so Oh yeah, amazing. Milwaukee has a beautiful downtown. Yeah, it's great great old buildings. Yeah, and one of the best public museums in the country. I was I wanted to ask you about so you're a film you're a filmmaker. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so and your te- and your when your teaching now is in the film yep um, department. Yeah. So are you able to um, are you able to work on your own projects while while teaching? Well, the past three years, not as much as I would have liked to. Um, I um, my husband and I moved probably about six times in the past three years, and we 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 um, just we're going from apartment to apartment. Um, we we bought a condo. We got married. Oh. Um, we, you know, I, at my college, I teach four classes, and I'm also um, a men- mentor. So I'm kind of like this academic advisor. I have about thirty students I mentor. So, unfortunately, the past three years, I really haven't had a lot of time to mm-hmm. focus right. on work. But um, a lot of my projects are abstract, um, and uh, the, the stuff I did complete in the past three years was very abstract, very formalist. You know, investigating right. uh-huh. forms and shapes. The last video I made was a collaboration with um, um, one of the sound professors at my college, music professors, and she makes experimental and electronic music. And so um, she approached me and said, hey, you know, I, I've see, I saw your abstract stuff. I was hoping that you could collaborate. And I said, sure. And so she gave me a few examples of her pieces, and I'm sitting there listening to them, and I'm like, it reminds me of space. You know, it reminded me of um, what I would see in, you know, books about NASA or programs mm-hmm. about, you know, the, the space program. or, And so um, I, I found some images that were taken from the Voyager 2 spacecraft, and I took them and I manipulated them and um, I animated them. And so the result was this really abstract piece, um, you know, um, entirely using photographs from the NASA the Voyager 2 ship set to this electronic soundtrack. And um, that was the last piece I worked on. Um, I want to make a a narrative film for children because my work is all over the place. I don't practice in any one specific form. Uh Um, I, for the past several years, I've been wanting to make a short film about the first living thing ever in space um, was a dog. Her name was Laika. The Soviets sent her um, um, in Sputnik 2 back in 1957. And um, it was more of a publicity stunt than an actual scientific mission. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to kind of capitalize on the momentum that they got from Sputnik 1. And so uh, they said, well, you better send something up there. You know, can you send a person up there? And the space, pe- the space program um, said, we can't send a person up there yet, but we can send a dog. 
And so they had to really quickly put together um, the satellite, the rocket system, quickly had to train the dog. And, but they were given this really, really harsh deadline. And so they had means to launch the animal, but they had no means to bring her back to Earth. So her destiny was to die in space. Oh, wow. And of course, uh, you know, the USSR kept that kind of under wraps for a while. Um, yeah. And so, you know, but of course, like people found out and animal rights people protested, you know, across the, across the, across the world. Um, and so it's a, to me, it's a very touching story. Mm-hmm. And there's been other pieces made about it. There's a beautiful graphic novel called Laika made by uh, Nick Abadzis. Um, I hope I pronounced his name right. Um, but um, I really have been wanting to make a short piece about this story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you need money and people and, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of something that's been a work in progress. Oh, that sounds like a, yeah, that sounds like a good a, a goal for a, yeah, for yeah. a film. Right. Are you, are you thinking that it, that it would be more like an experimental piece or would it be more narrative no, it or would be more a documentary? Or it would be a narrative. It would be a narrative. Yeah, it would be a narrative. And I think, I think the audience, the target audience would be children, probably mm-hmm. children right. ages like maybe 10 through 16. Because um, my MFA thesis film was actually a kids' film. It was an animated film about um, waste and recycling, and you know, um, reusing garbage and stuff like that. And so, like I said, I don't like limiting myself to any one um, any one project. And most of my work has actually been G-rated, general audience. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like making work that everyone can enjoy, not just mm-hmm. not just a handful of intellectuals in a classroom. When you when you're working with and with abstract film, do you is you know where do you start from? Is it? Uh, I usually just start with a shape or a form or a pattern or an idea or, you know, sometimes I'll just, you know, just experiment, mm-hmm. and you know, you just see what comes out of that experimentation, what kind of images, what kind of um, ideas. You know, come out of it, and sometimes yeah. you end with something very different than what you started with, mm-hmm. which is why I like working with abstract film because it's more a, a process; it's more of a journey right. than, a, than a than a plan. Um, yeah, that's how I like working on things that, that you're yeah. not sure where they're going to mm-hmm. go, and so you just yeah, the the process of working on it yep. changes everything a lot. Mm-hmm. After I was in Ohio State, I went to Kent State. Because um, I had moved to Kent, and so I went in the film department there, and there was this filmmaker there named Richard Meyer. Have you ever heard of him? He was a he was like a pretty well. I think he's he's still there, I believe. I hope um, he's older now, but he was a '60s experimental filmmaker and a surrealist. Oh. But he was kind of the head of the film program there, which was part of the art department. Okay. So they didn't really have their own department either. Um, but at that time, which was in the early 80s, people started wanting to make music videos. <laughs> and um, because music videos were, got to be a big thing. So yeah. they'd take a song and, yeah. and it, with a music video. And he was very frustrated by that because he <laughs> tried to discourage people. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a lot of my students want to make music videos. And, you know, you can make a good living doing that. So I'm, I'd like to propose a class on music videos eventually to my... I um. I think I often use music videos as a way to get the students um, into abstract and experimental film because it's it's a little more accessible than some yeah. of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, uh, hopefully, eventually, I'm going to teach a class on music videos because my students want to make music videos. And I'm like, right. I have no problem with that. I, I'm not one of these, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to discourage my students from making anything that is, 
you know, pop cultural. You know, pop culture is part mm-hmm. of who we are. And I, I just like to veer away from this elitist attitude towards what art should be. And I want to, I want to open it up towards for everybody, not just people who have the means and the, you know, the expertise to attend specific gallery screenings and stuff like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I sound a little bitter, but <laughs> no, that's, that's I guess I am. Bitter. No, that's well, that's part of what you. If you're yeah. teaching, you're thinking your yeah. people are in your in school, and you're thinking like, are are we teaching them just to create this you know, be create this uh, work that's for for the uh, academic world or is it going to help people get get jobs so you there's always that tension between is it just purely academic and is it is or is it more yeah putting going to help people find jobs when they leave school right well there's room for everything and um and like you know being informed of all types of work is very important you know, um, like I, I, I teach my video students about Hans Richter and Oscar Fischinger, and then I show them clips from Fantasia and even Disney's Ratatouille because there's a scene in that film that's inspired by Oscar Fischinger. And, um, you know, I show them something that might have been done in the 1920s or the 1960s, and I say, and this inspired mm-hmm. this music video. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, I, I showed them um, one of my favorite animators. is a Czech animator named Jan Svenkmeyer. And he was doing stuff in the 60s. And he influenced uh, the Quay Brothers. And mm-hmm. like Street of Crocodiles is a very famous animation. And um, there's an animator who got really famous online. His name is Pez, P-E-S. He was actually nominated for um, an Academy Award for Best Animated Film a few years ago. And um, I, you know, I said, okay, have you heard of this guy? And my students are like, yeah, we've heard of him. Oh, he's great. And I'm like, well, have you heard of this person from Czechoslovakia? And... Oh, so that's where it comes from. Oh, that's so cool. So, you know, the, the influence is, yeah. is very important. And so rather than just like, oh, we're only going to learn narrative film or we're only mm-hmm. going to learn this, you know, this very elitist, obscure branch of film, you know, it's everything has a role. Everything plays a part in art making. And so there's no, I just don't like to close doors, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems like that's a good thing to show students They. Mm-hmm. The origins, because they're they're all uh, they're of course going to have things that they like, yeah. And then if they, if they learn about the things where, where that came from, yeah, you I don't know that until yeah someone exposes it. I knew instructors exposes you to that, yeah. And and the it, it runs in the opposite direction too. I I knew instructors who would literally laugh or shut down students on the first day of class who'd say, "My favorite film is Avatar," or "My oh, yeah. favorite film is Titanic." You know, or my favorite film is Die Hard, you know, and this, the instructor would, you know, well, we're not watching those in this class. Or, <laughs> you know, it's like, why are this, why the student is here in film school because of those films, you know, because they were inspired or they were, you know, they enjoyed them, you know, or they enjoyed the craft or, you know, shutting people down is not a good way of teaching them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's in people who are very young. Oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah, you're young, you're impressionable. You know, you grew up with something, inspired you, and all of a sudden here's this person in authority telling you that you're stupid for liking it. <laughs> just just not the greatest methodology. Mm-hmm. No, it's, I feel, yeah, it's the, the, the instructors you get, it's very important. I was, I was kind of lucky, I felt, because I've heard a lot of, you know, people have had negative experiences like that in school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's them. lots of them. And uh, with professors who are 
who are angry or bitter, bitter. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I had a I was I was lucky. Um, well, good. Even though I didn't uh, end up graduating from anywhere. That's so, okay. But I did. I did. Yeah, I did have a few years of school that was meant a lot to me. Exposed exposed me to a lot of things. Well, good. So, um, do you do you picture yourself staying there now in Atlanta? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, it depends. I mean, it, it, it really does on a lot of things. Like, you know, if my husband finds a job elsewhere or if, you know, I mean, like, I'm very happy with where I am right now, but you never know what the future will bring. You know, maybe maybe I'll want to live elsewhere. You know, maybe I'll get a job offer elsewhere. So who knows? I mean, like I said, right now I'm actually pretty happy with where I'm at. Um, Did you know people when you moved there? Did you know anyone there? My husband had um, family. Oh, okay. So that's, that's helpful. But I'm I'm still maybe. I'm still in the pro <laughs> yeah. I'm still in the process of making friends. It's it's hard, it's hard to yeah that's yeah. Um, I love the idea of moving around, and at one time I I just thought like I should move somewhere every year just because there's so many interesting places. Yeah. But then the as time the older I get, the more important people are relationships. Yeah, and you go like it's not, I don't make friends as easily as some people do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the, the the people who I know is the most important thing, and, and so leaving people gets harder and harder. It does, yeah. No, I I I didn't want to leave Milwaukee, but I also didn't want to live with my parents for the rest of my life. And you know, even though I love them and we get along, I'm, you know, it just, it just you just don't want to be an adult, you know, with your mom paying your phone bill and depending on them and you know and um you know just it, it, it wasn't so much living with them like i said i you know enjoy their company they're great people they're interesting they're both artists they both like my cats um they like them so much they wouldn't let me take them to georgia with me with me oh, wow. um but they but at the same time it just i guess it's just like the feeling of for me personally it was like the feeling of oh well you know i've worked so hard and you know, I've, I'm making, you know, a paltry amount of money and I, I can't even afford to pay off my loans and, you know, and, um, I've, I've done everything I needed to do and, you know, what's, what is it that I can't make a living doing this? And so it was really mm-hmm. more of a, oh, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it was more of a matter of feeling self-actualized mm-hmm. than, you know, the, the people or the place. Cause I, I love Milwaukee and I love the people here, but yeah. I didn't like the feeling of being, not being self self depend self dependent. Yeah, that's a big deal. Getting be able to, able to get a job where you're yeah. you're making enough money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because I I really enjoyed teaching at UW Milwaukee. I was a part time instructor there, and I really liked it. You know, they've they've got one of the best experimental film programs in the world, and it's got a really lot of really amazing creative energy. But. Um, mm-hmm. But I just was limited um, career-wise, and um, you know, nothing against them at all. It just, you know, this, the in, especially with Scott Walker taking, you know, slashing the budget, and yeah. you know, and that's when I realized it was time to d- jump ship. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I have to leave. You know, well, that's good. Well, I hope you're able to. You know, work, do your own work. Get into your own work some, and I know I know a lot of people who teach, and they, mm-hmm. um, 
It's it's very time consuming. It is. It's, it's very it's time a lot consuming. of work. Yeah, when you've got four classes and thirty mentees, you know. But I think I think things have settled down now that I can start focusing, you know. And then getting married, you know, and then buying a home that was all very yeah. And just learning a new place, learning mm-hmm. a new city, getting your bearings. You know, there's just some, I just, unfortunately, I just had to put a lot of my creative effort on hold. Yeah, well, moving takes yeah. so much time and energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just moving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for it sure. does. Oh, I guess we're getting to the end of our time on this for this uh, mm-hmm. episode. We're going to get to our, our uh, psychic test now. So I want to give you this uh, coin here. Okay. It's, I'm looking at it now. It's yeah. a quarter. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a quarter with the head with the head side and tail side. So pick one or the other and concentrate on it, and I'll see if I can. Um, okay. Well, you have a fifty percent chance of getting it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, is it uh, tails? It is tails. Oh, okay. Ooh. Good. Yeah. So I think we've yeah. So that I feel we have established some uh, what of a psychic connection. We can yeah. move on to the. More difficult okay. psychic Very test cards. Okay, here. so I have to I have to pick a card and show you what to think uh, about the one. Yeah, one of the symbols on there. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Ghostbusters, these are the exact same cards that Peter Makeman was using yeah. on his graduate students. Right. And and. Uh, they might be from that movie. I don't know <laughs> where they came from. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking. Is it a um, circle? No, it's a star. Star. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> close enough. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, let's move on to a more difficult test. Here's okay. the. Um, Need the cocktail cards. Yeah, deck of cards with um, with fifty uh, two. I, I presume there's fifty two different cocktail oh, recipes in there. Sound, sounds good. I'm gonna have to make this. Okay, I'm thinking about a delicious cocktail. That they may sell it at random in Bayview. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, grasshopper? No, a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both animals. So yeah. you, you, you might have gotten some. Okay, uh, bulldog is three-fourth ounces of gin, one and one-half ounces of cherry brandy, and juice of one-half lime. So that sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah, sounds, sounds like that'll do the trick. Sounds terrible to me. <laughs> 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 but it's got a nice name. Yeah, all right, yeah. are we all done with the psychic connection? And one more test is picking something out of oh, popular pop, culture. Pop culture or or unpopular culture or anywhere. Okay. That, but you tell me the category, and I'll okay. try and get okay. specific. Right. It's a movie. It's um, a Hollywood film, a classic film. Okay. Um, let me think. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. No, I was thinking about Gone with the Wind since we oh, were talking God. about Atlanta. <laughs> we were talking about Atlanta, so I thought about Gone with the Wind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I should have, I should probably use clues more than my psychic my <laughs> my limited psychic ability. Yeah. But it's, it's improving. I think I'm getting I'm getting better. I'm trying to um, try and do try and do these psychic tests in the podcast, and I don't know. Maybe we'll try some other. <laughs> Rather thing later on. Well, anyway, thanks for yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being on my yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me, and nice to meet you. And 
It was nice talking. Nice talking okay. to you too. All right, thanks. Okay.